Thanks for tuning in again, everybody. We're back with your favorite podcast, Lucas, Tigers, and Bronze. Oh, my. How's it going, Luca Nation? It is Luca Nation Conrad here. And of course, I'm going to be doing another breakdown on the uh, Starstock Emerging 30 Index. But real quick before I get into it, if I sound a little bit different or a little bit weird, I've got really bad allergies uh, allergies right now. So I figured I'd just let you guys know that's why I might sound a little bit different or a little bit weird. Uh, real quick, I'm going to share my screen and let's get right into this. So if you're wondering how to get to the Emerging 30 Index to view the whole index yourself, you can go to Starstock, scroll down a little bit, and then hit uh, the Emerging 30 Index right there. And, of course, you'll be right onto the page. But I'm going to give my quick breakdown um, about this, uh, about what we've been seeing or the activity that we've been seeing in this index uh, as of recently. And to start things off, John Collins is jumping up. Uh, we're seeing some pretty significant or at least kind of significant gains in comparison to what we've been seeing from him, you know, the, over the past couple of weeks, but recently things kind of seem to be turning around. So let's talk a little bit about it. So John Collins wasn't even extended in the, uh, in the packs in the past off season and the Atlanta Hawks actually signed Danilo Gallinari um, as a potential backup power forward this season, which led to a lot of people thinking, Oh, so John Collins is obviously going to be traded uh, in the off season. And while those rumors have still been circulating around a lot, the Hawks recently, like the past six or seven games, have been on an absolute tear, a hot streak, and are just on fire, putting themselves higher and higher into the playoff picture, which means they may not be trading Collins and might actually try to extend him uh, in the upcoming offseason if they can, because they are playing very, very, very well right now. And with so much news circulating John Collins overall with potential trades and the Atlanta Hawks performing so well, and they're finally back into the playoffs and they're actually relatively high, like in the middle of the playoff race. There's just so much talk around him and around his team that his prices are kind of starting to trend up a little bit more, especially because his prices were also kind of low in comparison to once again, what we have seen before. Um, so I think that he's just on a lot more, a lot more people's radars. And, uh, you know, if they continue on the trajectory that they're going on as a team, we could see these prices continue to climb um, until, you know, we get closer to the playoff time or the team plateaus, or if he gets traded, his prices could absolutely take off because obviously when players get traded, their prices just seem to explode every time. Next up, Kobe cards are crashing. And when I say Kobe, I don't mean Kobe Bryant, but rather Kobe White. Uh, he's had an up and down season, but it has mostly been down. Uh, he's had a couple of small rises throughout this season, as if you are watching this. Uh, as you can see on March 15th, little 1.8% rise, but since then he's actually dipped 21%. And I'm going to guess the biggest reason for this was because he officially was moved to the bench as a sixth man. Um, and so his prices are going to be hurt a little bit by that. Now, he's not getting a ton less minutes than what he was already getting in the first place, but I do think he is better for this team coming off the bench. Why is that, you may ask? Well, he's been quite inconsistent, and his biggest strength or his his play style is centered around his scoring ability. He's a scoring point guard, not an amazing playmaker by any means, and that's what he always falls back on. And that's typically something that you would want coming off your bench as kind of a 
spark plug if your offense gets into a slump or if you're just looking for a little bit more offense, right? If you're playing a heavily defensive battle and you're like, okay, we're going to take someone out of the game. We're going to bring in a little bit extra offense, uh, try to pick up the tempo, pick up the pace and see if we can get some, some more points on the board. That would be Kobe White. That would be your guy. And he was replaced with Tom, uh, Tomas Sadaransky as a more of a playmaking point guard, which is something that the Bulls did kind of need. Now, I'm not really sure what to expect from his prices, right? Because there is a good chance that he has some really nice games off the bench this season that could create some more excitement for those cards. But we are officially seeing his cards reach some all-time low territory right now. Uh, so if you do want to buy Kobe and you believe in him, now would probably be the time to do so. Uh, if you're still kind of questioning it, it wouldn't be a bad time to really buy his cards because once again, they are very, very low. Um, but of course there is always risks to be taken with that because you, you have your doubts, right? Next up MPJ looking for more. For those of you that don't know what that means, MPJ stands for Michael Porter Jr. Uh, he is ridiculously talented, but he's not getting the opportunity that he needs in Denver. Yes. He's finally getting more minutes a game than he used to be, but he's still not getting enough shots pretty much averaging the same number of shots, I believe, as Will Barton. And Michael Porter Jr. is a much, much, much better and more dangerous scorer than Will Barton is on any given day. Um, I mean, since... Because of this, I mean, we've seen some pretty good games from him, but his prices have actually dipped by 11.1% and are now at $64 in the Star Stock uh, Emerging 30 Index. So we're kind of in a weird moment, right? Uh, I, I don't really know how to explain this. He's, he's just not getting the amount of shots he deserves, yet he has a lot of people believing in him and a lot of people doubting him at the same time. There's just a lot of questions, a lot of red flags, or just a lot of issues overall with Michael Porter Jr. and his cards right now that I think people are kind of just like, you know what, I believe in the kid, but he's not getting the opportunity he needs. I'm going to be pulling my money out of his cards right now and looking for some better plays. And that's kind of ultimately led to some uh, cheaper prices than what we've seen in the past. Now, in the future, I like I just did say, times are kind of weird, so I can't guarantee anything or I'm not completely sure what to expect from him in the playoffs. But what I'm most likely going to expect is to see what we saw last year, where the uh, Denver Nuggets kind of fall back on him a little bit more, give him more shots like he deserves, and we see him start to score a lot more points than he's averaging in the regular season. But with Mike Malone, nothing is guaranteed. Moving on to the last guy that I'm going to be talking about. You all know him. Maybe you all love him. I'm going to guess that's probably not. But Luka, Luka Doncic, Luka the Don, Luka Magic, whatever you want to call him, Luka's Tigers and Bronze, oh my. Uh, Luka's taking a pretty significant hit as of recently. So the the uh, Mavericks have been playing very well, and obviously so as Luka. He's an extremely talented player. They've finally broken as a team. They've finally broken through that quote-unquote playoff barrier as an eighth seed, which means that they're finally in the playoff picture. But we have just saw a massive, massive dip in his prices, 35.3% going from $850 to $550. That is a significant drop-off. What caused it? To put it simply, I think this is just a correction. His prices have been aiding at his prices had been sitting, excuse me, at $850 for five straight weeks. And the rest of the market had been on the downswing during that period. So $550 seems to be the new floor for Luca since all that market activity has occurred. 
Now we're finally in the second half of the season. So if the Mavericks can keep their head above water and they continue to remain in the playoff hunt, we could see these cards maybe reach that $850, $850 price point again. Um, you know, obviously Luka Doncic has a lot, a lot of love. He's a super talented player. He just doesn't exactly have the best team around him. And that's not exactly making things easy for him and not exactly making things great as far as his card prices go. Now, that's going to be the end of my episode. If you do want to check out the index, like I said, go to starstock.com. Here's a quick uh, preview of it for all of you guys. Um, But that's all I have to uh, tell you guys today. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, I'll see you guys in the next episode. Hi, Luke Nation. Welcome back to our weekly Starstock episode. And uh, I'm excited because I think things are peaking up for uh, the Starstock liquidity platform. Uh, in terms of, you know, users, how much um, kind of volume is going on on the platform. And I've uh, I've been playing around. And today, I think you guys are going to really enjoy t- this episode. We're going to talk about the data, as we always do. Conrad's going to break down his segment as he, as only Conrad can in detail. But I've made three trades on Starstock. One soccer, one basketball, one baseball cage. You excited oh, to hear about them? I can't wait to hear them all. We see basketball, by the way, in the sales breakdown by sport. We see basketball decreasing again and now has a single-digit lead over baseball. So sales breakdown by sport, football, 15%. Basketball, last time we we gave you last week, that had just fallen below 50%. It's now 46 and change with baseball up to 38%. So so the sales breakdown, I would give it another couple weeks, although eh, basketball probably heat up again. But baseball is coming, and baseball is is heating up. It's, It's over a third. Um, and only eight percentage points behind basketball. So let's hear those trades, man. Let's hear them. Well, something I was thinking about, like from like, so all these platforms, Top Shot, Dibs, uh, Starstock, they're all market makers. You know what I mean? For, yep. they're, they're all market makers. And as much as, you know, user acquisition is a big deal, they also have to facilitate volume. And what I've seen, and I don't know if you've seen this, is more people buying and selling on the platform recently, which is important because like if, if there's no buyers and sellers, how can you really make trades? It's... So, so I'm excited. I, I don't you know. Definitely need, you definitely need people. You definitely need people to make trades and make markets. Otherwise, if there's no one there, yeah, liquidity, right? But, I mean, if you look at some of these cards that are there, you know, how many how many cards they have, even PSA 10s of like a Boba Shad or something like that, they're definitely pretty liquid in some mm-hmm. of the baseball cards. So that's pretty cool. That'll get you to some real prices. And, you know, it, here's another one of those things, right? You, could, you, would, you would think that Star Stock might also be – um, you know, since it's new, similar to dibs or anything like that, right? Where the pricing is just too weird because of the liquidity, because of the card, you're getting what I consider a fair market value exactly. for these cards, sometimes less because the prices are, uh, you know, only 5% fees, unlike eBay. Whereas, you know, that Bobachette, you know, rookie card might be four times the price on, on dibs because they have one of them being broken up into, uh, you know, 28 pieces of the cake. So let's hear your trades, man. All right. So I bought an Mbappe Prism PSA 10. Sweet. Awesome. I think he's going to run up a little bit more. Uh, Chance League's coming up. That's the logic. I'm, you know, I'm a fund- fundamental guy, so to speak. Then, you know, with LaMelo Ball, you and I were talking. Who's going to get a real opportunity? We talked about him yesterday. Yep. Devontae. Devontae Graham. So Although I watched play, the game yesterday. He, he was like three for his first three from three, and he had like nine points and a couple of assists and whatnot in the first half. And then all of a sudden, he just like fell off a cliff in the second half. The team played good. Um, you know, Gordon Hayward had a really good second half. But he kind of, you know, he still was not looking for his shot. So didn't, you know, I was I was expecting, hey, he's starting for the first time in a while. 
get out there and show your stuff. And he really didn't. So I was a little disappointed, but it's just one game. Go ahead. Sorry, I'm on mute. I don't think he's going to be that guy. I don't think he's a guy that's like a, like he's not a show off basketball player. I think he's He's just a smart fundamental player. I think when he's on the court, he gives the team a better chance to win. I think what was difficult for him was Lamelo was just a little bit more talented and for that team. Uh, But I I think he's, his performance is going to speak for itself. And uh, I'm hoping to flip that. And lastly, the three headed monster. I feel like Acuna doesn't get enough love. Do you feel that? He was my play last week. I mean, I couldn't, I was shocked at how cheap he sold by comparison to like Tatis and Soto and those guys. I mean, he's a beast and he was selling for, you know, basically two thirds of the price. So those are my plays and I'm, I'm I don't know what's going to come of it. I'm, I'm curious myself. I'm monitoring the market now on star stuck. You know, when you put your money where your mouth is, you monitor the market a lot more. It's true. It's very true. And should it surprise anyone that even though he was high on the uh, sales by value in number three and sales by count number three, after we talked about him last week, he's also the worst performer in number three, down almost a quarter, down 23%, Kevin Porter Jr. This was you, man. You said it. You said, look, you know, this is one of those where if you have the guy, sell the guy. You know, and I did. I sold a bunch of my stuff on Sawstock. Um, you know, he he's a good enough player, but – Come on. It was G League. You know, he's putting up G League games. You know, he put up a couple of decent games in here. And, you know, it was just um, – it's a great lesson to be learned, right, about about the, uh, you know, let's call it the sociology of, of, of this hobby, right? I mean, people just jump on that hype train, right? And it's a dangerous ride from Talon Horton Tucker to Kevin Porter Jr. to, uh, you know, we can name a million bowl bowls out there. Um it's amazing what happens when you, when you have that hype train and more often than not that hype train derails and runs out of steam real fast. I think there's going to be some interesting moments in these next few weeks. Baseball. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Baseball starting, but, but what, what happened with the LaMelo injury? Well, now we're going to have a race like we've never had for rookie of the year. It's been a while since we had a rookie of the year race. Don't you think so? Yeah. Now we have Halliburton, we have Edwards, I, I guess Wiseman's out of the picture because you got hurt, but what if the Warriors are the one team that actually is in playoff contention and he's, he starts averaging 16 and 8? You know, does yeah, he's he... been playing well recently. He's been playing well recently, but yeah, it's a real race. I think Edwards is head and shoulders above those guys right now, but... For Rookie of yeah. the Year? Yeah. You think Edwards is going to win Rookie of the Year? I do. Wow. That easy, huh? Yeah, I think that's who wins it. Why over Halliburton's had a better season, no? Halliburton's all right. He's got a lot, a lot of uh, – Halliburton has no, like, um, let's call it name recognition outside the hobby. And, you know, while he's a hobby darling, he hasn't done anything, like, highlight reelable or, you know, anything flashy or anything great. And and I also don't think that um, that his team would be any worse if he was out of the lineup. <laughs> I think they win all those games. Whereas I don't think the same is true for Edwards. Um, Let me give and, you their stats and you tell me. Yeah, please. So Halliburton averaging 12 points a game, mm-hmm. 1.3 steals, five assists, three and a half rebounds. Anthony 12, Edwards, five, three. 16, 16 and a half points a game, 2.6 assists, 4.3 rebounds. Why is right, So 16-4-3 to 12-5-3. So yep. Edwards is a full four points more yep. per game and close on the assist and the rebound. Go ahead. Wiseman, 12 points a game, 11.8 points a game, 10, uh, six rebounds a game, 
no, no assists, no steals, no blocks that are valuable right. to this. So I say here. Edwards is, you know, head and shoulders above those other two. I mean, it's 16 points to 12 points is a, is a big difference. 12 points in today's NBA. I mean, that's a bench player. Oh, there's some truth to that. I mean, Halliburton was coming off the bench. So are you looking at draft picks to potentially day trade them as the because regardless of what you think, it's definitely going to be a conversation as the year wears down. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's it, and, and we've heard the conversation. And in the hobby, Halliburton is loved. People love Halliburton, you know, and, and his, his pricing is right around where um, right around where Wiseman is, just a tad below Edwards. So it's definitely a conversation. And I think, um, you know, if, you, if you're looking at prices and the reaction, when, Mel, when LaMelo went down, Edwards and Halliburton cards saw a little bit of a jump because of this. Um, I personally don't give too much valuation to rookie of the year. You know what I mean? As like something that's going to add value to the cards, at least not long-term. Um, We're talking know, about star stock, right? So it's day, yeah. day trading. Yeah. So, I mean, even that, even, even like a day trade on card, sure. You know, do you think that when they announced this guy won rookie of the year, I guess it's possible that there's a little bit of a bump that day. Um, but those awards to me, it's, it's, it's a funny thing, man. I mean, Ken Griffey Jr. Didn't win rookie of the year and Zion didn't win rookie of the year. And, you know, everybody's going to know that these people are winning rookie of the year this year. Cause LaMelo got hurt. So, you know, I think it comes with a shaker of salt, but yeah, I mean, I guess the, the, you know, the, the, the sum and substance on it is, uh, if you're buying those guys, yeah, one of them might see a small bump if they win that award in a couple of months. Sure. My money would be on Edwards. Jordan Poole. First, yeah, Jordan Poole. 900 sales. Double the next guy. Double. I sold Double. a lot of Jordan Poole's also recently. He had a couple good games. He looks yeah. good. For the Warriors? Yeah. Yeah, he looked all right. He looked all right. But, I mean, you know what this shows you is, you know, all it takes to get 900 sales is, you know, a couple of people going after somebody and buying a bunch of star stock bees and, you know, a couple by volume. Because, you know, you if you look at um, by value – Jordan Poole and Taylor Horton Tucker, they're not on there. Those are the top two um, guys by sales count, but neither of them make the value list. Um, So people are buying probably low-end stuff, stacking up and trying to flip those guys. So that's, I mean, it's it's a smart thing to do on StarStock, right? Somebody like Nick Claxton is on the top five players by sales count, by volume, obviously not by value, but that was somebody who you know, was pushing uh, DeAndre Jordan for, you know, starters minutes. And, and you know, um, we talked about him. Um, who was it? Did Spencer Dinwiddie come out and say he's a really, you know, he's a really good player, mm-hmm. you know, best young talent on the team or something like that. And, you know, when that happens, a lot, Taylor Horton Tucker, you know, you know, you'll, you'll see a little price bump. Um, I got one for you. Did you notice that top five players by sales value? Did you notice who jumped into that top five? Deshaun Watson it's um we're not gonna go down this road because honestly it's sometimes we don't and i mean like this is investing this is gambling whatever the line is but like we don't weigh the risk right like so what happened is it feasible that he doesn't play another game in the end 100 percent, 100 percent, 100 percent. with 13 is it it's 13 cases against him right it's very possible he doesn't play again it's definitely a possibility and these um, cards would go to zero, right? 
Um, yeah, close, close. You know, I mean, his cards, they're definitely nowhere near the value they are now, which is on the promise of him turning into one of the, you know, better quarterbacks of all time, the way his cards are priced now. Um, yeah, I mean, they'd be pretty darn close to zero. Um, Interesting. I would be in a holding pattern with that. To me, the, the, like the risk outweighs the reward. Like to I me, just think it's interesting he made it into the top five in value, especially with, I think, his cards going down in value. Is, yeah, that, but, is that people dumping bucks them? For prison PSA 10. 800 bucks for prison PSA 10. Now, but it was the people dumping them. Is that what it is? It's just that, you know, or a lot of people jumping in and buying them at a discount. Yeah, for sure. There was a few sales, a a few kind of like people priced it really low, accepted an offer really low. You know, it was probably a $1,500 card two weeks ago. It's selling for eight, 900 bucks. But to me, like sometimes I do this ratio, you know, my risk to reward, I I want it to be three, four, five, if I can, 10 to one. But with him, if his cards could go to zero or let's even half price, if they could go from 800 to 400. So that's, they need to, if they need to double in proportion and my r- risk reward is one-to-one. So I don't know if that makes sense. No, it does. So like, th- th- to me, there's way better investments out there with the same upside with less downside. So speaking of good investments, um, I like that in the top performers list, number two up, uh, a little more than twelve percent. John Collins. You think that has anything You've to do with his? Collins, but you think right? that has anything to do with smart people out there on Starstock realizing that um, he's his name has been dangled in a lot of trades. You know, he's one of those guys that didn't get paid. Atlanta might not want to pay him next year, and you know, trade deadline comes. I mean, you would think Atlanta wouldn't be a seller per se, <laughs> um, but I've heard his name in trade talks. Him and Cam Reddish. When's the NBA trade that trade deadline? The twenty fifth, right? Twenty fifth, yeah, two days. Thursday, Thursday at noon, is it? Yeah, uh, I think three o'clock, maybe. Wow, it depends on the time zone. <laughs> it's going to be interesting. I would love to see Bradley Beal go to the Heat. I don't think it's possible. I don't think it's going to happen, but I would love to see that. And if there's one general manager that could pick that could make that happen, Bradley Beal. What else we got here, Cage? So, man, the Warriors, total, total five teams by sales count. The Warriors are crushing everybody. Oh, because of, because of Poole, right? I mean, when somebody has 900, when, when Poole himself had more sales than any other team combined this past week. Boston Celtics as a team had 812 and Poole himself had 914 total sales, which is just, you know, it's amazing. Somebody, some big Poole fan, Went in there and said, all right, it's the weather's getting warmer. I want a pool. Cage, you've told me this, and maybe we could talk about this. Are you in a bit of a holding pattern right now, seeing what happens? 100%. 100%. 100,000%. And, you know, I'll tell anybody who's ready to listen. The market is doing crazy things right now. Doing crazy things. So we have had a run-up, and now we've had a little bit of a pullback. Um, and there's nothing wrong with sitting on the sidelines a little bit and watching the trends develop. Good day traders will make money not – calling a bottom and selling it a top, but by watching the patterns and trading those patterns, a very smart day trader. I know once told me that. And if you watch the patterns and you sit on the sidelines a little bit, you can jump in after watching a few hours of the trading day and know how the next few hours are going to go. It's the same type of thing with everything. Right. And, and, and cards are no different. Right. I mean, there's nothing wrong with sitting on the sidelines and doing your research and looking for, um, you know, looking for the next place to put your money. Is that hard for you or you've learned that that's, that's a value. It is hard. I don't want to lie. It's definitely hard, especially if you've sold some stuff and you have, you know, basically money burning a hole in your pocket. 
right? You know, all you want to do is redeploy that back into the market, you know, put it into something else. Um, but sometimes, you know, the market is not, it's, it's, you have to wait for the right opportunity, I guess. Right. You have to watch and see how it all shakes out. So yeah, a hundred percent is it's hard, but right now I am, I'm, um, I haven't redeployed a lot of capital from recent sales. We'll see. You know what I'm thinking? This is how I'm playing star stock. I think the first two weeks in April are going to be manic. I think there's going to be a lot of buying opportunities. I'm, I, I wanted to buy those three cards, specifically the Cunhas and uh, the Mbappe, is with the logic that if I could sell them for 20, 30% more in the next few weeks, I could liquidate and redeploy that capital into some of like the more penny stocks plays that might be available on Starstock when I see a trend, right? So instead of kind of keeping my, my money sitting in cash, which I don't know, I never, sometimes I like to do that, but sometimes not. I'm, I thought, you know, Mbappe, the number one guy in the so- in soccer right now, trending up. Why don't I, you know, get in for a good price? I bought it literally at the exact same price as I could have bought from eBay. No shipping, no taxes, instant ownership transfer. Sit it there, let it have, let it sit in my portfolio and wait a few weeks, just like you, and see, you know, who, what kind of baseball trends are going to happen, right? So what are we, a week and a half away from baseball season, Cage? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. A week, basically. Cool. And from an administrative operation standpoint, I couldn't, you know, we spoke with Starstock the last few weeks. Their ingestion times are faster than they've ever been. They're processing more cards than ever. Um, they have no issues with withdrawals. So I, I don't know if that matters for people. For Cage, that matters a lot. Um, they're getting more cards in than ever. There's more buyers and sellers on the platform, which is hugely, hugely important. Uh, what else is top of mind, big guy, before we wrap? And uh, Yeah, I mean, listen, the, the fast track, the fast pass that they, that they, um, you know, that they run, it is, it is basically back to, to normal, right? It's back down to a week or less for fast pass. If it's only fast pass that you're, that you're submitting or fast pass, they are still at approximately eight weeks for total, uh, you know, intake of non fast pass items. Um, and they're working to get that down to obviously a more manageable, um, you know, turnaround time. What I'll tell you is this, we have a, we, you know, we have a, we have a star stock couple of groups, um, you know, people reach out to me, Hey, it's been, you know, uh, it's been this many days. If you have something that's past eight weeks, send me a message. Yeah. 100%. We'll, uh, we'll mention it. And more importantly, support at starstock.com. Easy email to, to, to remember support at starstock.com. If you're outside of that eight week window, if you're at nine weeks or 10 weeks, I mean, I wouldn't pester these guys, obviously, but if you're past that eight week window, Send them a message. Say, hey, you know, I got this email from you. This is when you, you know, this is when the intake happened. It's more than eight weeks. You know, is there, is there something wrong with my submission? You know, did I do something wrong? <laughs> you know, should, it was not labeled the right way. You name it, and and you know, have them take a look at it, or send send me a little note. Now, I'll, I'll I'll try to uh, I'll try to check in with them for you as well. Um, you know, no promises there. Um, it took eight weeks for my <laughs> for my stuff to get into, so mm-hmm. you know we don't get special treatment. But you know, obviously, you know if you if it's something that you know that we can bring to their attention, we will. I mean, look, my my take on it is this: I hope over the next week or two, we're seeing more Series One flagship baseball on the platform. But it just came out a few weeks ago, so there's a reason why it's not there. But I would love for Opening Day to have Joe Adele cards being traded on star stock and trust me i'm sure they're aware of that and they are working towards it as well 
um, we hear your feedback. We've seen your messages and, uh, you know, we do, we do approach them with it and we do let them know what you're saying. So, um, you know, if you have any, any other comments or anything like that, please feel free to, uh, you know, to let us know. And, um, you know, we'll, we, we can bring it up with them. So there's that. The only other stuff really is, is, um, guys, I think there's an opportunity here in basketball. I just do. Um, and, um, I think that we are basketball, just like the numbers, right. That we're talking about here, that basketball is, is, is not being passed yet, but close to it on, um, you know, cause baseball's coming and basketball, you know, we, we just had the, we just had the all-star break and we're still far enough 30 games away from the playoffs that people are, you know, they're, they're forgetting about it a little bit and blah, blah, blah. You know, you can get right now trading star stock. A Ja prism is under $200. Hmm. You know what I mean? You know, and the highest offers are 145. You have to beat a 145 offer for a star stock. A Ja. I mean, that's, I mean, that you know, these are cards that were, I mean, significantly more than that, not that long ago. And he seems to be starting to get his spring back. Did you see that alley-oop he had uh, yesterday against the Celtics? I oh, didn't, man. but I would recommend people to go to Luca Nation Conrad's page and take a look at his uh, graphic on John Morant, should you invest. He does a really good job breaking it up. Nice. Now, I hope he gets his, his spring back. Dude, he, um, they had a steal. Dylan Brooks tossed one up, and he caught it with the left hand and slammed it with the left hand like an awkward slam. It was like, you know, there weren't that many people in attendance, but all of them who were there were standing. <laughs> you know, it's, and it's good to see because, you know, his first couple weeks back after that injury, it looked like he wasn't going full out. He was a little nervous, and he's definitely getting his legs back under him. And that's what makes him exciting. I don't. I don't think that his jump shot is out of the question. If he, in the offseason, can really find a jump shot, and that's not guaranteed, I think he could be a superstar. But that's the one weakness that I saw since his coming back and watching his games. He doesn't really have a reliable uh, jumper, whether from three or kind of a mid-range game. Okay, I'm excited for performance-based movement. Right now, we're kind of in a low period. We have two big injuries in the NBA that kind of deflated the market. The market was already deflated a little bit. When the, year two, when the rookie of the year and the best player in the league go out, I think people are completely sleeping on Giannis and the Bucs. I'm, I'm not even going to go there. From a just performance standpoint, they're really kicking it into gear. But And the Houston won. You don't think you don't want to talk about Houston? They finally <laughs> won a game after losing 20 in a row. <laughs> you know, you know, that was crazy. At one point, the Houston team ripped off seven, eight games uh, in a row and they were in the playoff race. But um, what was I going to say? Oh, um, Giannis and the Bucs. And performance base. You're getting to the point that we're now. Baseball's going to start. And like, there's going to be a home run race. You know, they break up that home run, the home run race into months, right? Yep. So, well, I mean, you know, I mean, it's not official, but let me tee you up. Please. Right? Because exactly what you're talking about. You know why I'm going to love Starstock? There are people out there who might not be great long term holds for their career, but there are guys who are going to get hot and hit a whole bunch of home runs with an all new lineup with more protection from Francisco Lindor in New York. You want to talk about anybody who might be a good star stock play who, uh, you know, even though he's not exactly the cheapest because a lot of people have this idea, he heats up for one week and hits a ton of bombs. The card could double. So, dude, the Mets are going to be good. But the Mets are going to be good every single year, right? Their offense is going to be very good. Dad, they have some great pitching. So The best pitchers in the league and their offense is going to be good. Pete Alonso is who we're talking about. 
I mean, make some offers, you know, don't just hit that buy button and key, be lazy. Yes. Make some offers, be, be a little gritty here. Cause oh, or hell man, I saw a few people um, selling Pete Alonso cards for 45, 50 bucks right now on Instagram stories before the season, maybe grab a few of those and send them star stock. That's th- those are fast pants. Those are much quicker yep. to get in. So, yep. and they've sped it up. Remember they've, their ingestion times are a lot faster. Maybe. Hey, let's go back to the well. Maybe you buy some Pete Alonzo cards off eBay for 40, 50 bucks, send them to Starstock and get them logged in by mid-April, then you're sitting pretty. I will be sending in a bunch of fast pass graded. So this is my next PSA sub. It's supposed to be tomorrow. Comes back. We got a bunch of Kyle Lewis. We got a bunch of fun stuff. No crazy cards in there, but you know, send them on in. Graded cards that they're, they're they're scanning them in a lot quicker. Um and yeah, guys, listen. <laughs> There are definitely some bargains to be had on Starstock. I purchased a couple cards this week myself. Um, and, uh, you know, what's the, what's the fun one we always like to look at? Who was last week's, believe it or not, last week's worst performance from a Starstock A perspective? You ready for this? Our last, our worst performer. You know who number one was? Down oh. to, you can get for 550 bucks a Starstock A. Who's that? None other than Luca. Correction? I think that's not the most liquid card in there. And there's a lot, a lot of people buying them. So you get one or two people who are willing to let it go and maybe buy stuff for, for put some money in their account for baseball. But those are the bargains we had exactly what you said. Be gritty. Don't be lazy. Make some offers. And somebody probably made an offer to someone for a Luca Starstock A at, at 550 bucks and they took it. You know what I mean? So Zion, 280 bucks for a Starstock A. You know what I mean? These are not crazy prices. Um, and remember the turnover. So this is why I haven't gone crazy in Mbappe like like you did, right? So so people might want to start buying baseball, right? So they sell some of their assets to get into baseball. More importantly, what I was thinking about with Mbappe is the soccer fans, right? The people who like soccer, they want to have money for soccer. There are three huge soccer releases coming out in the next two months. Chrome, Bundesliga, and then Top's Finest Soccer, all before like May 5th. Um, so if I'm a soccer guy, a lot of releases coming up. Well, they're, they're opening the, uh, they're opening the floodgates again now, you know? So it's, it's just, there's interesting stuff and it's, it's fun to watch how the market moves and why. So I, I agree with you more often than not, I buy at the top of the market. So <laughs> no, <laughs> I think, I think, listen, I think Mbappe and the prices they're at now are very small because they're a third of where they were. What I'm saying is if you're planning on buying some, you know, watch for the next couple of weeks. People might, if I got a thousand bucks and I want to buy a couple boxes of a new product, I, maybe I sell that Mbappe for a thousand or twelve hundred. Like yeah. somebody who has a bunch of those might look at and you get a steal. You know, I, I love so, buying on discount. Like uh, if you're looking at Mbappe for twelve hundred, but someone offers it to you for nine fifty, nine seventy, yeah. nine eighty, you're already oh, yeah. sitting. But even a hundred, a thousand, I mean. Awesome. Another episode of Starstock. We hope you enjoy the Conrad special where he goes into depth looking at the data. Please remember to sign up if you're a first-time depositor. LucaNation10 is the code. If you deposit $5, you get a $10 bonus. That's right. As long as you put in five bucks. And what else, Cage? That's any cards you man. any cards you want people to make an offer for? No, I have I mean the vast majority of my portfolio now is Luca and Zion and, and I got bought a couple of Devontes like we talked about on Starstock. Um, you know, unless you want to buy Prism Basketball Draft in Starstock B and Starstock C of no names <laughs> for pennies. <laughs> that's all I that's all I pretty much have sitting there. 
So loads of fun, guys. Enjoy. Um, you know, follow the data. Who's 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 the worst performers? Kevin Porter Jr. I wouldn't recommend him for an upswing next week. Darius Garland down thirty percent. Can I talk right? about one last thing? I know this yeah, is kind of a it. rambly type of episode. Let's but go. Let's go. Sometimes we have these. This is. Let's say you have a thousand bucks. This is how I've deployed a thousand bucks. I have two hundred fifty in Top Shot. I have two hundred fifty in Star Stock. I have two hundred fifty in the market, and I have two hundred fifty in cards. I've spread my assets out a little bit. Oh, I'm glad you added the end to that. Listen, you know, I was, uh, these headphones they don't work so good. You're spreading your assets around. I don't know what you're doing over there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, though. Of course I do. Uh, thankfully. Well, I'll, I'll explain it back to like sitting on the sidelines. Um, I don't know if cards are going to have a run, if the star stock's going to have a run, if top shot's going to have a run, if the stock market, but I want to be prepared. I want to, I'm kind of monitoring all of those markets. It's a little bit more time consuming and taxing. Sometimes it's time to go all in on one thing. I've been kind of a little bit more diversified. Nothing wrong with diversifying the portfolio. It's a smart way to be. All right, everybody, we hope you enjoyed our Star Stock episode this week. Thanks for listening. Thank you for spending some time with us on another episode of the Lucas Tigers and Bronze Oh My podcast. Um, do us a favor and like, subscribe. Now, nah, you know what? Don't just like and subscribe. Everybody does that. If you like us, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your enemies, tell everybody. And uh, we hope you got something from spending some time with us today, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.